home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Thank you for everybody who's turning in tonight. It's Rated G Radio. I'm your host, Garrett Miller. And in just a couple of moments, I'll have my guest co-host, Stephanie Gerard, coming onto the show to delight your ears and tickle your fancy with all the riveting conversation that we're going to have. I will let you know that um, we're already in February and we have a whole host of shows lined up for next month, starting next Monday night, February 7th, with Mary Lou Monroe Ray. You know her and love her from her specials, Rated Oz Radio, where she interviews people from Down Under. My Australian accent is the world's worst, but I love saying throw another shrimp on the bobby or Down Under. Um, And she humors me and lets me say that. But ultimately, she does great shows with all of Australia's finest. She's out of Brisbane. She'll be calling in on her Tuesday afternoon. I think it's around 1 p.m. her time while we do the show live here in California at 7 p.m. So that's next Monday night. Week after that, Rebecca Fisk, America's Top 50 Psychic. On the 21st, Rob Watson. You know him and love him from his Thursday show. It's live at 2 p.m., but I think they advertise it for Friday because they don't want to take live callers. It's rated LGBT radio. I created that show, and uh, Rob and I hosted that for quite a while, and I had to get a job, and that took me away from it for a while. So Rob hosts the show on his own on Thursdays, and then next, it's going to be here before I know it, the 28th of February, end of February, we're going to have Stephanie back on. And you know Stephanie from her shows that she hosts starting next month on the first Tuesday of the month with Journey with Stephanie. So we'll be looking forward to that next month. Stephanie, welcome back to Rated G Radio, though, show. We are not taking psychic question calls tonight, so the 37 or 38 calls that I see holding right now, if you are calling for a psychic-related question, um, you're welcome to stay in and listen, but Stephanie and I are going to banter. If you want to talk about topics on topic that we are talking about, we invite you to call in to 323-657-1493. That is the hotline, and we'll take your calls in just a little bit. Miss Stephanie, how are you today? Hi, Garrett. Thank you for having me back. I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. So are you still mm-hmm. in Arizona? I am for about 35 more hours. Not that you're <laughs> counting, counting down though. at all. At all. <laughs> no, I have. I have been here since mid-December, and mm-hmm. I have lots and lots of family here. And I was invited to come down, and I thought, well, I'll make it, you know, about a three-week visit. Um, I hadn't visited in quite some time, about a year and a half. And uh, once I arrived, my one of my sisters and her husband, they took me to dinner the following evening and, and said, hey, is there any way that you could stay with us for another month? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> we can make this happen. So I have been in Arizona, and I'm grateful because I am out of the sub-zero degree temperatures and everything in Alaska. I love Alaska, and I'll tell you, though, this this winter, it was like, oh, okay, I think I need a break. <laughs> 
So it's been lovely to be in Arizona. It's been all kinds of weather here, Garrett. You know that? I, well, I know you've had sun, rain, sleet, snow, hail, everything in between. What's been your favorite? <laughs> My favorite has been no snow. I Well, you know, it's always interesting to me when it rains in Arizona. And that was more so in December. And I remember communicating with you whatever day it was in December, and you'd let me know, oh, heads up, we're getting poured on today. You're going to get it tomorrow or the next day. And sure enough, we did. Rain in Arizona is really pretty, just because it it's doesn't awesome, rain here. It's awesome, isn't it? Except, yes, except for the monsoon season, of course. You know. Well, so when it rains in December, it's been a while since I've lived there. Do I remember the monsoons or the haboobs? I just like, like seeing that. That's when the giant wind dust storms come through. But when the monsoons come through, it is fast and furious for a short period of time, maybe an hour, half hour, two hours, something like that. But it's gone, and then you have street flooding all over the place. When it rains in the wintertime, what's the rain like at this point? It really reminds me of the number of years I spent living in Seattle area. Mm. Um, it was cool. It was dark. And, you know, the days are shorter, the nights are longer. And so it was actually a nice, pleasant, soothing rain. And thankfully it didn't flood because, you know, the, the lawns here, the grounds here are set up to absorb that. So, you know, initially when you drive around, it looks like little mini swimming pools in everybody's front yards or whatever. That's more so during the haboob season. But with yeah. the rain, it was gentler. You get to, I got to listen to the rain drops hitting the rooftop, you know. And uh, it, it just was pretty. It was like soothing more than anything. Yeah, it was comfortable for me. It was nice. So what are you going to miss thing. most? <laughs> the regularity of this thing called the sun. Oh, the yeah. sun in the sky. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's it's so interesting. You know, I lived here several years ago. And, of course, you know, several things had taken place that kind of, like, scarred me a little bit, right? Just like, oh, I'm never coming back to Arizona. And uh, so this time what I noticed with the weather especially is not only is there sun, but there's broken clouds. There's actually... The days where it's gray and we never see the sun, there was a huge variety of weather patterns for December, January that really surprised me. When I had lived here previously, we got a little bit of something, but that was never the case. This was very, it really reminded me of Seattle. And, you know, everyone says, oh, no, there's nothing going on with the weather. And then others are like, oh, global warming. I don't know about all of that, Garrett. But it was very different here, very different, in a good uh, way. It was, it was I, fun. I do like how everybody blames everything on climate change. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, the Northeast is under 30 inches of snow. And it's like, oh, we're, you know, that, there's change every day, good or yeah. bad, but there's change every day. Oh, there's climate change. There's Well, of course, because it's going to change every day. It's not going to be like, you know, whatever. Now, if negative climate change is due to whatever, I'm no scientist. I might play one on TV, but all I can say is, you know, <laughs> maybe drive a little less. You know, don't, uh, you know, burn a, bun a can of oil or a lump of coal. I don't know. 
but you hear 30 inches of snow over in the East Coast and other parts of the country. You know, biggest snowstorm on years up in the Sierra Nevadas, you know, 30 feet of snow. Still not taking a set of mm-hmm. drought range for Southern California, but I'm always fascinated when they, you know, it's it's climate change. Oh, yeah, it's just <laughs> the way it is. It is that. the way it is. You know, mm-hmm. here's another funny thing, too. The freeways. You know, it's not that I've never driven freeways. I drove the freeways here once upon a time and then bounced around a little bit and then wound up in Alaska. And there they have the highway. It runs north and south. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a few other random highways in the state, but they're all two lanes. Sometimes you might have a little outburst and there might be three lanes, but it's not forever. And so I have clearly grown accustomed to the general two-lane highways and sometimes the second lane might open up. Here, the first time I went driving, so my sister has a like fun fandangled car, you know, you've got the key fob and you can put it anywhere in the car and you put your foot on the brake and you push the button to start the car and... And then hope to God that you have it in reverse or drive, whichever way you think you want to go. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I surprised myself a few times with that. So, got on the freeway. I don't, I don't recall where I was going. And it took me on the 60. You know the 60. Highway oh, yeah, 60 here. Great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is it up to seven driving. or eight lanes per each direction now? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, something like that. Six lanes, seven lanes. And 70, driving 70, 75, you're driving slow. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to get hit, you better be in the slow lane. So it's, it's, some of this has been an adjustment. This past Saturday evening, I had gone to my brother and his wife and got to spend some time with them and my nieces. And driving back, well, now it's dark. The sun is down, and it's like, okay, whatever. And so I did the little math quest thing on the phone. And driving back, and OMG, it was still a road rally at 7 o'clock in the evening. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's quite an adjustment to get used to all of the traffic. But at the same time, it's like getting on a horse again. It's like, oh, yes, I remember all of this. But it's funny to me, especially in the daytime. You know, driving the 202 is fine. Driving the 10 is fine. But that Highway 60, it's like the Audubon of Phoenix. I think it, so, it, anyway. It really is. You know, and I think one of the things that I do not miss, now I, don't, I didn't mind driving in it, but I didn't enjoy driving in it when it was 120 degrees outside. And on the freeway, it's probably 130. Oh. That, to me, was always mm-hmm. so miserable. Now, if you could drive in the weather that you have now, where it's probably at least, you know, probably mid-60s, something like that, maybe low 70s, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not burning up the air conditioning and that type of thing, I, I have no problem driving in Phoenix. Um, when I was there back in, what was it, May, June, something like that, when my dad passed when I was there visiting, I right. hearkened back to the, oh, it's the simpler days of driving on the major streets of Phoenix. And I was out <laughs> at where my cousin lived in Gilbert and Chandler. And I, yes. and I in my memory, Stephanie, I would think back like, oh, this is this is a major road. And then I get on the road and it's, you know, two lanes each way. So it's four lanes total, but two lanes with a divider in the middle. And I kept thinking, this is 
what? This is this is insanity. How do these people drive with just two lanes going north and south? Um, yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't know. In Southern California, you know, you've lived in Southern California too. It's you know, seventeen lanes in each mm-hmm. direction, and it's just always a cluster. Oh, totally. And so, so now that we're naming cities, so I've I've been staying here in Tempe, driving out to Chandler. And what was crazy was there was a time where I knew all of the surface streets. I yeah. don't mind surface street driving. I like surface streets because, you know, if you hit it just right, you're going to hit almost every green all light. All the lights. Yep. And all the lights. And it's like, woohoo, I like the flow of this. And so to drive there, so I'm, of course, following little Miss Siri on the phone. She seems to think she knows where she's going. But she takes me to the 10, which takes me to the 202 East. Or the, and then the 101 South, or I'm get, I know I'm getting that all messed up in there. And it's like I'm taking three freeways to drive, what, maybe 20 miles, if that, which that's yeah. not very far to drive here. So it's crazy. It was funny. And it's like the 202 to the 101, da 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 And when I had lived here previously, it's like, again, surface streets. I knew Baseline. I knew Elliott, yeah. Warner, yep. all of yep. those. And it was like easier to navigate. And now being back, I see those streets and it's like they really do seem to be tiny now. It's like this this place, Phoenix is a place that continues to grow. There is still new construction. There are still new roads being built. And it just keeps unfolding, it, I, you know. It's growing, outgrowing Maricopa County, going out into Pinal County, other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's shocking, and all of the strip malls and all of the businesses are thriving. There's traffic everywhere, business everywhere. So much fun. My sister, my other sister, she picked me up this past Saturday. I had a fun uh, <laughs> double date with my siblings, you know, on Saturday. Lunch with one sister dinner with my brother anyway so molly picks me up and we go out to awatuki and we go to this cute little restaurant called sheba hut and it's so cute because it's a hippie throwback uh-huh. it's, cute. it's got signs all over the place 420 welcome what is it long-haired long-haired hippie greasy people whatever welcome please sign in here Oh, gosh, it's funny, but they have all their little signs all over the place. But I'm telling you, they made the best little sub sandwiches ever. It was really? deliciousness. Yes. And they use these garlic rolls, slice them in half, and then, you know, the meat, the cheese, whatever they put on there, overloaded with veggies. But, Garrett, this roll, you know, some bread rolls, you eat it, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm so full of the bread yeast, I can't yeah. do this, you know. Mm-mm. This was so light, not even like a croissant. I don't. It was so delicious. It was almost like a bread maybe made from water. <laughs> it was so crazy, but wow. there was no it, there was no heaviness to it. And then it was that really yummy chopped thin, you know, where you get the long little shreds of lettuce. That kind of lettuce, it's so good. Um, but yeah, Awatuki. So Awatuki is a cluster as well. If you drive into Awatuki, it's like, good luck. Bring your little red flag and your little white flag. So you can Mm -hmm. wave it if you're trying to get out on the road again. It's cute, but I wouldn't want to live out there by any means. So I think the thing that I liked about Awatuki is that if you look at it on a map, it looks, it's almost like 
how they designed Sun City. You know how Sun City is all these giant circle, circular streets? Um, yes. Ahwatukee has that same flavor when you get into the residential neighborhoods. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it okay. looks really pretty and everything. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, pretty is all relative. I think it, I love Phoenix. So if you're in Phoenix listening to the show tonight, don't call and scream at me. I don't want to hear it. But <laughs> every neighborhood yeah. looks the same. You know, they make these jokes on the news or you know, I've heard comics use this joke. So I'm not coming up with this. My delivery is really lame. I'm just telegraphing that to you in advance. But the joke is, you know, oh, I went out to the bar last night and I came home and I got arrested. Why? Because I went into the wrong home. How do you get into the wrong home? Because they all look the same. You know, so all these home builders in the tract homes will have, you know, four or five different models of their floor plans. And then that's it. And so it's very easy to go like, okay, which, you know, which house is this? Am I in the right street? Better not have been drinking tonight because I'm going to end up going into the wrong bed. Now, imagine somebody telling oh, you that joke man. with a sense of humor that could tell a joke, and it would be hysterically <laughs> funny. So there you go. Anyway, so you're getting ready to head back home to Alaska. What are you looking forward to going back to? Well, I am looking forward to going back to the nature. The nature there is absolutely stunning, um, even with the snow. I'm looking forward to that. And this is the time of year, too, where the moose are easier to see. Because this time of year, because now we're going into February, the bears are <laughs> so funny. The bears are going to wake up probably next month in March. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now is that um, now the snow, it's, it's that wet snow now. We're back to the wet snow, meaning it'll snow a whole bunch and then it'll melt down. So the moose come out. And then the black bears, when they wake up next month, they'll be coming out as well. But the moose like to come up in the backyard and go snack on the birch trees. There's something with birch trees that they really, really like. They're getting some sort of nutritional value out of it. So it's cute to see because you can tell where they've been. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the moose again. One of my favorite places to go is... I drive down Northern Lights, so it's all of 10 miles, and it stretches from east to west, and it lands a person out near the airport. And there's a park out there called Earthquake Park, and it is named that due to the earthquake they had back in 1964. And so in this one large section, the earth did open open up, swallowed the houses, and then closed back up again. And so evidently, if you walk through there when there's no snow on the ground, you can actually see rooftops, things like that. You can see evidence oh, wow. of where these homes were. It, I know that's a little bit eerie. People have asked me, you know, ooh, with your abilities and gifts, would you ever want to walk out there? I said, no, no. I don't care to. <laughs> thank you. Thank you and no thank you. But here's the interesting thing. So right outside of the park, that particular park where the little driveway is and stuff, right along the road there are birch trees, and the moose love to go there this time of year. So I look forward to going there, and then there's another little ski plane base. So it's a little 
many airport on water, of course, right now. It's frozen over, snowed over, but the moose come through there as well. It's beautiful, absolutely stunning. The other thing I'm looking forward to are the sunsets. So at the end of Northern Lights is a lookout point, and it's also the start of the runway for all the airplanes. So when you fly into Anchorage, it's kind of like flying into San Francisco. You're either flying out over the water or flying in from the water. So same thing. So at the end of the runway, there's a park. Point warms off. And right straight ahead is the water. There's an island across the way. And it's just beautiful. So I'm looking forward to seeing one or at least a couple of the winter sunsets there. They're gorgeous. Stunning. Well, if anybody has had a chance to look at your website, not to give you a shameless plug for journeywithstephanie.com, <laughs> you have Yay. some beautiful nature pictures on there that you have personally taken. So what inspired you to start doing your own photography for your website? It was one of those things, Garrett. It was one day I was looking at who knows what, probably one of the mountains, trees. I took a picture, and one thing that's been consistent with any cell phone I have ever had, when I take a picture, it seems like the picture like literally marinates in my phone, and it seems to grow and expand and whatever. So I took a picture of who knows what, and then I took you know just several random pictures, Later on, when I went back to look at them, I had to ask myself, did I take that picture? <laughs> because it looks so pretty. And, and I also really enjoy it. So my friend Doug Johnston, he's a psychic astrologer, he happened to see, he was watching the pictures I was posting on Facebook. He said, I'll tell you what's different about when you take these pictures. He said, you're taking absolutely stunning pictures. And I said, well, there's something about the color and the depth and the texture. That's where my mind goes, and I just capture that. He said, that's exactly it. He said, you know, when you're looking at these things, he said, just looking at it, he said, I can feel the energy and the excitement that you were feeling when you took that picture, which is very interesting. So there's another person who, uh, Alaska native, born and raised, who is also a medicine man. And he reached out one day and he said, these pictures, I've got to tell you, Alaska loves you. He said, it is not normal for just anybody to come up here and start taking pictures and have them turn out that way. So, you know, who knows, you know, energetically, spiritually, all those things, but The thing is, Garrett, it's like there's a certain thing, and I know you know this from your photography, there's that one certain thing that just tugs on your heart, pulls you, and it's like, that's the shot right there. Mm -hmm. Like a couple couple of weeks ago here, one of the cats in the house, Oliver, Oliver is a Maine Coon, beautiful cat, large cat, and he was, you know, laying on my bed, or actually sitting up on the bed, and he was looking out the window while those, um, the blinds were open, and I thought, well, they opened up, what are they, the farmhouse kind. Anyway, so I pulled these wooden blinds away, opened it up, and then stepped back and changed the filters around and then took the picture 
oh my gosh, does that picture tell its own story? And it's on my Facebook page. Uh, probably within this past week or so I posted it. But there's something about the magic that speaks to me, and it's like, I want that shot right there. Mm-hmm. It's so much It's fun. It's fun, and I love doing it. And I didn't know that I would love taking pictures. It's amazing. Well, I think you do a great you? job. So, well, how about Thank me? You. What? I, yeah, I love your pictures too. Yes. <laughs> well, with your photography. I don't know. You know, for me, it's, it's just, I go in spurts where it's like, I want to take a million pictures of the dogs or today is going to be flower day or I'm going to take a picture of the beach or, you know, whatever. And I'll go through months and months and months where I don't pick up the camera. And then all of a sudden, every, every day has to be camera day. And I think for me, I had enough experience down the road. And I'm, I'm a good photographer. I'm not a great photographer, but I'm a good photographer. So I know lighting and I can set up lights. I can do inside shots, outside shots, you know, that. But by no means am I an expert. I can take a good picture. And so I think for me, it's, mm-hmm. you know, just getting the idea in my head. And it's just like when I sing a right. song or, you know, you know, work on a website or whatever it is, you know, I go in going, oh, it's going to be this and it's going to be done on the first try. No, you know, it, so it's going to be, let me get that first shot. Hmm. Creatively, where is that taking me now? It, oh, and let me see. I think creatively, my dogs want to go potty in just a second. So I'm going to probably oh. open the door. <laughs> But, yeah, hold on. Give me two seconds. Talk for just a second, Stephanie. Sure. Well, I love Garrett's pictures, and they're pretty. They're amazing. And I also love Garrett's cover photos for the music he makes, the CDs, because he takes all those pictures himself. He sets up the camera and everything else. And I don't know that I would have the patience or the creativity knowing me something would drop or go flat or the light ring would topple. But I think you do amazing with taking those pictures. I love the one of you and Santa where it's the split shot. That was, that was super fun. So I had, um, and I may have told the story before on a different show, but when I was doing my Christmas album, I started, I had to get the approval from work because I work for a, as I'm told all the time, a very conservative company. And so they expect guys to look a certain way and girls to look a certain way and so on and so forth. And so I had this idea to do the Christmas album. And so I went to my boss and I said, and knowing that Christmas is her favorite holiday. um, By the way, do you mind if I grow my hair out and start growing a beard and I'm going to completely void the dress code, but I'm going to turn into Santa Claus. And she's like, Oh my God, and I said, I'm really going to turn into Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. I said, I, if I start this process, it's, there's no going back. And I'm going to look like Santa until Christmas. Okay, do it, do it, do it, do it. That was in October, early October. So think September, this starts, you know. So probably by the middle right. of October, way before Thanksgiving or way before Halloween, I go to Sally Beauty and I say to the girl, I'm turning into Santa for my Christmas album and help turn this blonde hair white because I need it to be Santa white. And she looks at me and goes, come with me. I know exactly what. And I go, no, 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 no. I need it to be Santa Claus white. She goes, dude, I like it when people call me dude because that's just hysterical. <laughs> dude, I'm yeah. from Seattle. 
guys turn into Santa. It's a thing. So I know exactly what you need. Come with me. And she's this total goth girl, bleached black hair. It's not bleached, dyed black hair, tattoos from head to toe, you know, hoops in the ears and the whole thing. You know, she had quite the look. And no sense of humor, but she knew she knew exactly what to do. So she went and loaded me up with the bleach and did all that. And it was great. So I've had peroxide bleached hair like Billy Idol, except looking like Santa Claus since mid-October. Now, that's really cute when um, it's of a certain length. But after a certain time, I'd wake up every day going, oh, I'm the homeless guy that lives here because oh. it just was quite the look. So with enough, mm-hmm. you know, hair product and that type of thing, you know, when I got ready to take the pictures, it was fine for the mm-hmm. cover and the singles and that type of thing. And, and then I work. By the way, I can mess up a Santa Claus if you want to go to some Goodwill, you know, visits some of the offices for Christmas. <gasps> so I dressed up as Santa and I, and I was well, you know me, definitely. You've been a girl this year, so what? You're going to be on the night list. So just keep it up for another two weeks and see, I'll come see you. And you know, that Friday night on Christmas Eve, but you got to go to bed real early like mom did tell you to. You know, and so I did that, you know, and it was great. And I dressed up at my other mm-hmm. job on Christmas Eve. And by the time Christmas Eve came around, I could not wait to shave my head. But it was like, okay, I can't just like shave my head because where's the fun in that? So I kept this. So this percolated in my head for about six weeks before. And I said, when it comes time to do this, I have to turn this into like an event. And so the event was I was going to do a deconstructed Santa. And I wanted to kind of show the dichotomy of happy Santa with, you know, the dark side of the holidays, you know, because some people (laughs) maybe get a little grumpy or have depression or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted Mm -hmm. to showcase how I think of Mm -hmm. Christmas because I'll put on the face at work and you'll think that, oh, my God, he's the most cheery guy in the world. But I'm like, I'm also the guy that wears the Grinch outfit. And that's what I am (laughs) most of the time outside of you know, because I'm at work. I'm being paid to be nice. I'm not paid to go in and go like, Christmas sucks and I hate it. You know, because nobody wants to work with that. But the second I'm off of work, I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, if I see one more Christmas tree or a candy cane, I'm going to scream. So that's how I really am. And so I, I wanted to, you know, with my, my photography, showcase this. So I got a green screen and I got it all set up. So Christmas Eve, done. I come home. I get out my my shears that I use to shave the dogs. So I'm using my dog shears on me. So that's great. And I shave. I know little known facts. I'm telling all the secrets here. So I have to carefully make sure I've combed my hair, you know, down the middle of my head. So I'm not accidentally shaving, you know, too much or too little because there's no going back. Because really shaving, there's just no going back. So I shaved half of it and I was like, okay, great. So I got all the lighting set up in the garage. got it all done. And then had to figure out how to put half of my Santa Claus suit on and not have it on the other half of my body. So I had my black spandex on or leotards or whatever. I don't know. Whatever you wear, this like thermal underwear type of stuff for my shirt and for my pants. And I made sure to be barefooted so I could have a dirty foot on the other side. And uh, I know. So it's all these little details. But I took the picture. And I only had to take, I don't know, it was light on how many I had to take. Probably only 400 no, probably closer to about 50 or 60 until I was able to get what I wanted. Because I kind of knew going in, lighting-wise, exactly how I wanted it to be. So that, that was totally fun. Yeah. So I've had people from all over the country, actually even a couple of people from overseas, right? 
um, is, did you shave your head or what's going on? I said, no, I really shaved the head. You can't Photoshop that. So, um, yeah, so I'm bald, 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 bald. I've already retried to dye my hair and it's probably, it was probably got to be, I don't know, an eighth of an inch. So I dyed it, but I dyed it the wrong color. So I reshaved it again. So I'm, I'm now letting it grow out to whatever this natural color pretends to be. I dare say a gray, ashy blonde. Ugh. So I'll figure out some oh. shade of blonde that the color will actually stick shortly cool. and we'll start having some type of blonde something for the spring. But that was that. Yeah. But photography wise, it is, it's interesting, especially if I'm trying to, to pose with one of my dogs. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Jenny, look at the camera right over there as she, you know, looks at, you know, everything else under the sun. So involving other <laughs> subjects and getting them to conspire with you is different. And, and I would say, yes, I would hire a photographer or get a photographer. But frankly, to me, it's such a, I mean, not that they aren't great because they're great at what they do, but it's a pain in the ass for me to have to sit here and go like, okay, I've got to coordinate a day off. I've got to drive to a studio or arrange for them to come to where I'm going to be. I've got to share the vision that I have on exactly what I want when all I need them to do is press the friggin' button. And so I've gotten into the habit of just figuring out lighting wise, you know, how I want to do it. And then it's a matter of getting the right pose or whatever. And so I do a lot of extra takes finally to get the one, but just like you, when you're looking at your camera and going, Ooh, look at that one. I can take a hundred pictures and I know I can just scroll through the disc and go, Ooh, that's that one. And you just know because it's the angle or the lighting or the whatever it's that umami effect. Um, but with pets, it's a completely different animal. So for the cover that has Jenny on there with me, trust me, we took dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures and I really wanted to have a different facial expression for me but that was the only picture that was also in focus because again you're on a self-timer okay I think this is the right spot for the focus you know racing back in the Santa suit getting her propped up trying to look and then getting her to look at the camera and me looking at the camera it was a near miracle of Christ Almighty mm-hmm. I so. I totally get it you know, yeah. it was two years ago that my friend Jesse, my hairdresser, he and I decided to that we were going to head up to the Arctic Circle. Well, of course, we ran into all kinds of conditions we thought we knew everything about and didn't. But I'm telling you, along the way, it was the most stunning, beautiful scenery. And like you, for that one picture that I will post on Facebook, for example, it took probably 15, 20 pictures mm-hmm. at least of taking that one shot repeatedly, sometimes 30, 40, it just depends. And, and then scanning the pictures and it's, it's surprising in a unique way. It's surprising to look at this one same thing that you look at and you've got 30, 40, 50, 60 shots of, and there's one pick possibly two that it's mm-hmm. like, that's it right there. That's and you just the know one right there. You just know. It's a gut thing. You just know and that's that. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's it's brilliant. It's a fabulous interest. I love that I love doing that. You know, and I'll go through cycles too. Like I haven't really been taking pictures. You know, but I of course I took a picture here of the Bougainvillea bush, right? And it's I saw it's that one. It was a very brown. pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So I haven't made the time here in Arizona just simply because it's been more about the experience of enjoying everybody. And um, I've got a couple of friends here. And then I learned earlier this evening that yet another lady, a friend of mine from the Seattle area, she just moved here. She's a massage therapist. And it's like, wow, lots of people are coming here. It's interesting. It's interesting how people are moving around again. But getting back to the picture, that's probably next on my list for when I get back to Alaska is taking some really unique pictures. So the month of February there, there's a lot of what we call the sun dogs. And I'm sure you know what the sun dog is. But no. it's, it's Oh, oh my gosh. There's this one road, Tudor Road in Anchorage, going from east to west. And you look in the sky, it's usually about midday, of course on a sunny day, mind you. It's going to be a sunny day. It is like, I don't know how to explain it scientifically, but what happens is that all of the colors of the rainbow come together in literally what looks like a small window. Like it's either literally a square shape or a rectangle shape, and it lasts for moments. It, it doesn't even last, it can last maybe a minute. So I'm the person that pulls off to the side of the road and rolls down my window and I'm taking pictures, and that's another thing. But the thing about trying to take a picture of that is, you know, because it's a light prism, I don't know, again, the science part of it, but it's beautiful, it's fascinating, and it's the most stunning thing. And I had never seen a sun dog until I was in Alaska. Interesting, isn't it? So the oh very gosh, first I'd time I saw it, oh, first time I saw a sun dog, I had, it was before I had moved up there. And I was up there on my own. I had got a room at this beautiful hotel and, you know, look out the windows. There's a view of the Chugach Mountains. And so I was, I chose two different days to do readings for people. And what was fascinating was my friend Colleen, she is a um, sign language interpreter. And so in the sign language community, several people, she put it out there, who would like to go see Stephanie and get a reading. And so she would sit next to me. She would video record it. It was fascinating. Well, this one woman came and she brought her 14, 15-year-old son you know, so ladies getting a reading and the son was at the window and he looked out and he's finding something to Colleen and Colleen said, okay, we need to stop. And I said, why? And she said, well, there's a sun dog outside. I said, what the heck is a sun dog? <laughs> so <laughs> she showed me. So here's this little brief mini rainbow, but it's not a rainbow. Again, it's in a square or rectangular pattern. And so the boy was telling her to tell me he said, that means that someone's getting ready to pass away. <gasps> and so Colleen said that to me. Well, honestly, that was the very weekend that I received a phone call regarding the matter of my dad and that it was time to go bedside down here in oh, Arizona wow. because they, they were keeping him on life support until I got there. And they were, then they were going to pull the plug. And so that night, I had already booked a red eye out. And so I just, I was stunned. But I'm happy to say that with all the other fun dogs I've seen, I haven't known anybody else to pass away. But Oh, um, goodness. What a yeah, story. Yeah. It is, isn't what? it? It is. 
one of the things we have not talked about tonight, because it, it's um, one of the things that I love about you, Stephanie, is that you are a very talented psychic healer. And I recently had, I, I like to do a reading with you, I don't know, about once a month. It's usually when it's like, hey, Stephanie, I finally have like eight seconds. Do you got time? And you're like, okay, I'll figure it out. Um, but we had a, a reading mm-hmm. earlier this month. And I will tell you, yeah. energetically, it has been such a... I don't know what to call it, like weight off my shoulders or weight off my mind or weight off something because I've had just a a couple of really incredible weeks since having our time together. Um, I think I've also shared with you that, well, in the reading you said, yeah, and this year you're going to start doing some meditation and you're going to find like a personal guru and things like this. And I went, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, like I always do. I'm the biggest (laughs) doubting Thomas in the world. And I was just on the Internet probably like two weeks ago. And something just compelled me, like how to meditate. And it's like I, when I think about meditation, for me, it's like I sit there and it's like, okay, just let your mind go quiet. And then I have 7,000 things that come in that never let my mind go quiet. And so I'm just here going, I'm thinking I'm going to figure out how to meditate. So I just Googled how to meditate or something. I ended up on somebody's website. And the next thing I knew, I'm up on this um guy's YouTube page. His name is Sadguru, S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. So if you're from India, apparently this guy's like, you know, um, he, he's just huge. He's just like, everybody knows who he is. So I was watching him talk about meditation and um, in it, he's not meditating. He's just talking about it. And it was about a 15 minute video. And I was just fascinated. He's like one of these I would call him, if he was the 60s, like a hippie, hippie guy. But, you know, he's in India. He's this guru guy, Sad Guru, S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U. You can find him on YouTube. And he's got an app, mm-hmm. the Sad Guru app. It's the craziest thing ever. Oh. But he talked oh. about how to meditate, but he wasn't doing a guided meditation. He was just talking about it um, in a very matter-of-fact, real-world type of application. And I went, okay, this guy is too cool for words. I've got to find out more. So I went to his website, figured out that he has an app, and in it there's this, you know, different. Um, uh, there's a, like this 12-minute guided meditation. You can sit and listen to it and go through it, and it was kind of telling for me because prior to doing this on that website before the website, you know, type of a thing, you know, he shed, he he told two friends and told two friends so about 18 friends ago where I first started my search. They had you know like a one-minute meditation, a two-minute, a five-minute. So I did all of those. And it was like super fun. But when I got to this guy, he's doing this 12 minute guided meditation. You get through, you know, part of it. And for some reason, Stephanie, I don't know if I don't think I shared this with you, but I just ended up having and I was not crying, but I just had like these tears or waters just like coming out of my eyes like crazy. And I wasn't crying and it wasn't like, oh, I'm just like you see a sad movie or a puppy getting hit by a car or, you know, somebody eating your cookies at Christmas. This is just, you know, water is coming out of my eyes. And at the end of that 12 minutes, you know, it says, open your eyes very slowly. I was like, holy crap. I had so much energy just like coursing through my body. It was the weirdest experience, but super cool. I totally loved it. So I wanted to thank you for that, for, you know, sharing that as part of the reading. Because I, you know, again, here we go. You can say it's the power of suggestion. I don't care what it was, but I know that you brought it up. Um, So for people who are listening, this is an unpaid testimonial, folks. I will tell you, Stephanie is the real deal. And if you go to journeywithstephanie.com, her, there's a link for her show right here on the show page. You can click it and get right to her website. And um, you can schedule an appointment. And she 
can pull plugs. She can do theta energy healing. I'm going to let you tell what you do in just a second, but I can't stop gushing about you. But the a theta energy healing, chakra <laughs> clearing, I'm going to tell you, it is wild the way I've felt after a session with her. And it has just really been a fantastic experience. I cannot recommend it more highly. Um, but Stephanie, for those of you who are new to the show, Stephanie, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your background, um, what you do, how you do it if you want, and anything else you want to add? And I also want to talk about some other stuff tonight. Oh, sure. Yep. Thank you, Garrett. And that was beautiful. I'm really happy for you with that. So everyone, my, my background, it's very interesting. First of all, I was born this way, and I think most of us, if not all of us, are born with our own gifts. And if nothing else, we're born simply being able to feel energy. And I had many experiences in childhood. There was a time when I was standing in a doorway, and I was looking at all of my aunts and uncles. They were playing pinnacle, and the laughter was going, and the highballs were flowing, and I decided to leave my body and go up to the ceiling to see was it safe, what was going on at each table. And I did that, and then I came back in my body again. For me, that was my normal. And then once I got more in high school, I was able to look at a calendar and look at Monday through Sunday and just simply understand what was a good day, what was the energy of each day going to be. And so I'm sharing these smaller details because they're a very big deal. There's probably a lot of people listening and it's like, oh yeah, I, I knew how to do that. That used to be my normal. So anyway, over time, it was, you know, for a lot of years, I just ignored all of this. It's like, uh, you know, Everyone has this, whatever, but it was my normal. This has been my normal for a long time. So probably, you know, several years ago, I thought, well, I'm going to start picking up the ball of interest and delve into what is out there. And it started out with one mentor, and that leads to another and leads to another. Uh, various spiritual teachers, lots of experiences. And so it helped me to grow, number one, more comfortable in my skin so I could understand that there are gifts in here and that I do have what we call the gift of sight. And there's a lot of different words. There's psychic, there's clairaudient, clairvoyant. There's lots and lots of different words here. But speaking as someone who was really truly born this way and never could never figure out, well, why was I so different? Why do people treat me different? Well, you know, <laughs> finally getting at this place in life and it's like, okay. But there was a point in time where I thought, well, I don't quite have everything down, but I'm going to start to take classes. And so several of these modalities I do incorporate into my work today. One is prana healing, which it, it focuses on cleansing and clearing the chakras. And when I learned prana healing, um, the instructor was fabulous, Master Choa out of Los Angeles area. Uh, Master Choa taught us how to do this both in person and remotely. And so I'm bringing this up because my work is probably 98% of the time all done remotely. I don't need to be with a person face-to-face. So, so I learned prana healing. I learned other modalities. I learned spiritual response therapy, which is working with a pendulum and charts, 32 charts. And I love that simply because it's detailed and it helps to identify 
all kinds of things. What program is the person running? What kind of energies are they holding on to that aren't serving them? It has a lot, a lot of magical stuff in there. Happy stuff, uh, wonderful detailed identifiers so that we can identify it and clear it. And then more recently, about, gosh, I want to say eight years ago now, I became a certified Theta healer. And what I love about Theta healing is that it drove home the point of, for any work that is done, connecting with the divine verse first. Meaning, you know, do we call the divine creator or God or source, whatever the terminology is, connecting with that divine power first. And then do the clearing and the healing. So Theta Healing focuses on helping to shift energy, shifting people's belief patterns, pulling old beliefs, putting in new beliefs, releasing negativity, bringing in the energy of love. And also I am an alchemist. And so the number one thing that I do best is moving energy. So I actually have people call and say, hey, I've got this going on. Can you help me? Sure. Set up the protections, set up whatever is needed, send the energy out, and it's done, and it's powerful. So this is much of what I do. So, you know, when people come to me, it's each session is unique to the person, whether they want a psychic reading, do they need a healing, what is it that they're looking for. Sometimes they don't know. And it's okay, we visit, but through the visiting, that's where the information comes through regardless. So that's that's what I do. It's a little bit of everything and fascinating. And Garrett, once again, thank you for that testimonial. Amazing. Well, it's just it's one of those things and we're not here to take calls tonight for Stephanie's show. You actually have to go to her website, Journey with Stephanie, and get that scheduled. So if you're calling to ask a psychic related type of a question, that is not tonight. And I see all the calls dropping off. Um so when you're <laughs> Well, it's just th- this is Stephanie's chance and my chance to visit with each other for the month. So yeah. I'm always excited when she's here. Yeah. Uh, but Stephanie has her own show. It's called Journey with Stephanie. It's on the first Tuesday of every month. This month, it's going to be a different week. But more on that later. Um, but yeah. in, that, in your show, tell people what you're doing with Journey with Stephanie and how that has um, really been exciting for you in the last six months. What I have done is, and I love this, so with my show, I invite different people that I have come in contact with, whether they are, um, my guests are either psychics or healers, spiritual teachers, there is something that they do in this world to effect change in a positive way. And it's been a wide variety of different kinds of people and I invite them onto my show, ask them questions. What do you do? How do you do it? What about this situation and so forth? It's a lot of fun to interview them. And this is what happens during the first part of the show. And then during the second half, depending on my guests, uh, yeah, either both of us will answer questions or I answer questions. And that is the time when we do invite callers to call in and ask your one question. And I really would like to emphasize it is one question because a question can (laughs) one question can go on for a long time but the beautiful part about journey with stephanie is that we get to meet and we meaning the audience all of you listeners out there everyone gets to meet an individual uh for example my 
great friend Chris down in New Zealand, my Harry Potter guy. We get to listen to him. We get to listen to how he does his modality. What does that look like? What does that involve? I've had a wide variety of people. One lady from Etsy, another friend who lives local here in the Phoenix area, Leilani. Um, All these different guests come on and they share about what they do and they share about their gifts and how, once again, how they affect change in a positive humanity and how they help people grow and evolve. And that's the common thread. That's the common denominator. And I think it's fascinating what everyone does and everyone deserves to receive that voice, put that voice out in the world. And I'm also here to send the message out of, hey, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to listen and see, ooh, this person does this. I wonder, I'd like to try that. Or, oh, this person sounds okay. I'm good. You know, I'll see, I'll see who our guest is next month. That's okay. There's, you know, just being real here. But I, I really enjoyed these folks. Generally speaking, I have had personal experience in receiving healings or readings, what have you, with all of these people. So I'm just excited to bring them forward and allow them to have their voice so all of you can meet them. That's my well, show. And you've had I some really, Yeah, you've had some really fun um, guests that have been on your show in the last six months. I think it's one of those things where, I mean, like Chris out of New Zealand, um, I've, I've had sessions with him as well with quantum healing and quantum physics. It's gotten me interested in that. If I said the word genre, that's probably not the right, correct term. So I apologize to anybody who is a quantum expert out there, but I got his, you know, I've gotten his, um, you know, his pyramid and his, his rings that he's made. He's made me a pendant, you know, I wear it. I carry it with me everywhere I go. And it's one of the most fascinating things that I think if you're just open to the experience that it can mm-hmm. really be a fun thing for you. Now, if you take it, you know, to a different level and want to study it and learn it, um, I, I, I'm always open for that too. Cause Stephanie, I, I shared with you a million years ago when I first moved to California and I first met Rebecca and she goes, you know, I am a little bit psychic. And I said to myself, my inside voice, and you're a little bit crazy because I had never met a psychic before. I'd never met anybody who worked with energy before. So this whole thing was just like, oh, this is just a bunch of nonsense. But then, you know, as I, as I lived in California for a while and drank the Kool-Aid, as they say, I just said, you know what, I'm open to the experience. I'm open to learning. I'm open to hearing what, you know, goes on. And one of my first sessions with you, I think it was probably my first one, you know, I just felt this energy come off my shoulders. These bad events just went away. Um, you know, and I, I've also learned in readings, guess what? I should do less of the talking and more of the listening. Um, some of the readings I had at the beginning, I'd be like, oh, yes, and and 59 minutes later, our time was up. And it was the easiest reading anybody would ever give because they didn't get a chance to give me one. Um <laughs> You know, so you learn these things as you go through. But um, again, mm-hmm. m- my appointments with you when I have them monthly or what, it's whenever I can get around to them, boy, I'm going to tell you, it just is such an enjoyable experience for me. And I do try to just keep my mouth shut as much as I possibly can and just hear the words that are coming through because I know there are messages. Sometimes I take notes and go through that and really enjoyable. So um, everybody, journeywithstephanie.com, you need to go 
get a reading with her. She's going to be back in Alaska later this week, and she'll love to book appointments with you. Um, again, next week, we're going to have my dear, dear friend, Mary Lou Monroe Ray, direct out of Brisbane, Australia, and she'll let me use my horrible Australian accent, and she'll humor me and laugh at my lame jokes. And it will be super, super fun to have you. Um, Stephanie, any last words before we sign off for the night? Well, I just want to thank you again for having me on your show. And everyone uh, out there listening, I know the energies have been strained. It's going to level out uh, starting Thursday this week. Mercury goes direct. Venus is direct. And we're going to have about a couple of months where there's no retrograde planet. Oh, thank so God. all of us can breathe a little easier. So I'll just share that with everybody and leave you with that. Okay. Yeah. So everybody, thanks again for being part of Rated G Radio. My shameless music plug is if you're watching the show or listening to the show live here on Blog Talk, I do have links to my Spotify page if you'd like to go listen for free and not even have to pay to listen to my new albums, The Musical, or Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I've got links on the show page there. Please go listen. Uh, we are also broadcast every week on iHeartRadio under our flagship banner name of Rated LGBT Radio. We're also available to download on Apple's iTunes podcast. Take us with you wherever you go. And tell your friends to tune in once in a while. And if you have an idea for a show, a show host, or have a question, please feel free to let us know. And a member of my extensive marketing team will get back with you in short order. So with that, have a great night. Welcome to February 2022. I cannot believe Valentine's Day is going to be here in two weeks. If you get somebody special in your life, buy them way too much chocolate and make them gain weight. That'll show them. Have a great night. You've been listening to Rated G Radio. <laughs> I know, right? There we go. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.